2: Thanks for listening to the Hot Corner on Demand, a Service Patriots podcast on Odyssey and 1080 The Fan.
1: Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all of your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at servicepatriots.com/slash/the fan.
3: Championship is being played this week. Tom, I'm standing here with the little sluggers and some of their parents, and I can't tell you how excited they are. This is the hot corner. Little Stan March is the pitcher for the South Park Little League team. Mr. Marsh, you must be very proud of your son. They've worked really hard to get here, Chris, and you know, I don't like to really trash talk, but I don't think Denver has a chance. With Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher. Oh, well, I'm sure some of the Denver kids' parents would disagree with you. Oh, yeah! Oh, yeah! South Park is going down! There ain't no way some little mountain kids can beat Denver! Not with my son on second base! On the Odyssey app... Oh, it looks like we got some parental trash talking going on here. Mr. Marsh, any comment? Well, I think that there's a, uh... Mr. Marsh?! Who wants to hear from a Mr. Marsh? I am the ultimate little league trash talking father. I am the bad dad. Bad dad knows no fear. And 1080. Bad dad knows no pain. I want you, Marsh. I want you. The fan.
2: Welcome to the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can get that at the Service Patriots Podcast. Service Patriots, your home comfort solution. For all your heating and air conditioning needs, check out the latest special offers. For our listeners, that's you at servicepatriots.com slash the fam. Plus, there's also the Vancouver Ford text line 864 6326 You guys are lively tonight. I appreciate it very, very, very much. Your dollar goes further at Vancouver Ford. They you you right before, during, and after the sale. It's a lively Sorry day. Sorry about that. I just, it just came up. I was eating something. The, you got a, the a got a little bit of a Sasquatch surprise there, did you? Sasquatch <laughs> surprise burp there. <laughs> uh, but Vancouver Ford is fantastic. I got me one in the parking lot right now, and they're great. Uh, th- those chips are wonderful, by the way. Yeah, like, it's like a honey mustard barbecue kind dude, of thing. I mean,
1: Tim's jalapeno chips are, are just like, god tier. I mean, like, that, that, that's like
2: sabin or <laughs> Tim's, Tim's jalapeno, jalapeno chips. <sighs>
1: Like those things can get spicy, and I just can't stop. I know you're like
2: okay. Oh, I've eaten three handfuls, but like I need to know. I drank a bag of them yesterday. <laughs> love the pinkerful. Tim's yes. Cascade local. It's like yeah. Rainier beer. Yeah. Uh, so let's take a pause from college football. It's so funny, Joe. I love doing a full football show with you. This has been great so far. Yeah, it's hard, like when. Well, a you're day- my football guy. Well, you're my football guy.
1: When a day like this happens, you just you know you gotta you gotta. You can't help yourself. As the
2: boss says, play the hits. Yep. Play the hits. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let's slide over to the NFL. You know, I almost, dare I say that Pete Carroll leaving the or not being the head coach of the Seahawks was more surprising to me than Nick Saban retiring. I think the shock of Saban retiring is like, whoa. Uh... But if you really kind of think about it, like, what more do you got to do? You're the GOAT. Maybe you're done. Maybe you're tired. Maybe, you know, maybe well, you had, had a rumble. doctor's appointment this morning and you were like, oh, yes, I got to get out of here. Yeah, blood I, pressure's I, not doing good. I know that Pete's been a little controversial up in Seattle over the last few years. And, and that's
1: why I say, like, like, yeah, it sucks and is surprising, but there's been rumbling. So I, I know, but I think know.
2: I saw the end of the Arizona game. Like, I was talking with, with a buddy at work today about this when it comes to Pete Carroll. I know there's, and he brought this up. He was like, I said, the Seahawks are a decent quarterback away, are a good quarterback away from being a real contender. And buddy was like, well, you can say that about half the NFL. And he's right. He was right. And I was kind of like put back by that. I was like, damn, that's not what I was trying to say. Between Geno and Drew Locke, this Seahawks team is pretty solid. All right? I think there's some guys on defense I love the receiving core. Kenneth Walker is a nice running back in the NFL. I love him. In a quarterback-heavy draft, I actually thought Pete was going to be here for one last rodeo. Give him a shot at another quarterback. He's really only had Russell Wilson in terms of a project, right? They got Matt Flynn. I was going to say, dude. They got Matt Flynn, but they drafted Russ, and instantly Pete was like, I choose Russ. So realistically, he's really only had one shot at developing a quarterback. And seeing how things are playing out in Denver now, I think Pete did okay with Russell Wilson. And you could maybe argue that Pete might be a big reason why Russ Wilson was Russ Wilson. So I was a little surprised that he didn't get a shot at maybe grabbing a Michael Penix or a Bo Nix or somebody that fell down that's not a Caleb or a Drake May you know, somebody that, you know, one of the four, or five we're in, like I said, we're in a heavy quarterback. I was a little surprised that he wasn't going to take a crack at a young quarterback with a pretty decent roster. But at Pete's
1: age, mm-hmm. do you really want to do that? Like that's what I'm saying. Is like just right off into the sunset. You had a couple
2: good years with Gino. Trying and to make it this wasn't a disaster year. It's not like Belichick leaving. It's kind of like yeah, they were nine and eight.
4: They missed the playoffs by but, yeah, like an hour. You know, but I, I, but I did hear his press conference today. He does still want to coach. No, he I don't know about seventy two year olds elsewhere, but this seventy two year old coach Carroll, he does still want to coach. It was really hard for him to but he knows step that Gino's not it, and Drew Locke's not it, and even Russ at the end wasn't it. So.
1: But but like, what are you gonna? Are you gonna sit out for a couple of years and wait for that opportunity with a team that has that established quarterback? No, and, but could I mean, you
2: not? Could you not do what Sean Payton did? At now, now at that point, you're what seventy four, seventy five years old. But that's, could but could you not do what Sean Payton did? And let's take away from the fact that I think if Payton could rechoose which team he wanted, he would not choose the Broncos. I think what he saw from Russ is very different than what Russ really was. Well, and
1: I think that he would still be playing Russ if it wasn't for that God awful contract. He wasn't, terrible. Uh, agree, he agree. was pretty decent this yeah, year. That's
2: right. There are a lot more dynamics with that. I, I agree. He was a lot better I this I think Peyton year. is looking at the idea
1: of maybe wanting to trade up in this draft and get himself a better uh, young quarterback. But what I'm develop. trying to
2: say is that I think Sean Peyton took the Broncos job thinking it was better than it actually was. Probably. Yeah, thinking Russ was in a better spot, yeah. the roster was in a better spot, and then got there and went ah, hell. He
4: saw Russ from five years ago in his
2: mind. <laughs> right. Oh, he,
1: and this year, you saw a few moments like uh yeah he did not like Russ I'm pretty sure as his quarterback and like, so I was like
2: you know what done two years we're good so I'm just curious if 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 Pete if that's why he still wants it that he's like look like I've been in kind of a dumpster fire for five years and we're still 500 and I should have won two but I got one and I, I don't know. I don't know. This it, it the, the the I I can't put my words together. It, it's funny like I am able to ramble on about Nick Saban but I'm at loss for words for Pete Carroll. I don't know if this is the nostalgia in me, if this is the me growing up and seeing him as such a staunch staple of college football and then growing up with my friends who are big Seahawks fans and watching him win Super Bowls and create a culture and like, the 12th man and all this stuff didn't exist when Holmgren was there. It didn't exist when Hasselbeck was the quarterback. It didn't exist when Rick Meyer was the quarterback, when Jim Zorn was the quarterback, and Steve Largen, Cortez Kennedy. Like, that stuff didn't exist when my old man was a Seahawks fan. That didn't exist, but Pete created that. I think that maybe it's, maybe it's just recency, location bias. I'm a little put off by this. God,
1: I look at it, man. Time flies by. He's been with the Seahawks since 2010.
2: That's that's thirteen years. A long
1: time. Yeah. And probably one that... of the most
2: probably the longest tenured coach in the Oh, Mike Tomlin, maybe? Yeah, because uh, yeah, 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 he's, one. One
4: he's one of the longest, well, but like John Harbaugh's Belichick, on that list. Yeah, we Belly, ex- we yeah. expect but Belichick. But John Harbaugh, though. I think a little bit longer than him, or right around the same time.
2: I mean it's Belichick, but we expect that to move on. We'll see. He's still under contract. Do you guys – so Pete's going to take this advisory role for now. Do you guys see him getting another NFL coaching gig? Because I don't. Dude, he's old. Like, I I don't. I mean, if he – that's what kills me, too,
1: is like, so you're going to take him away from the locker room but still have him, like, pull it almost like a – obviously way different, like a Brad Stevens thing. It sounds like a respect
2: firing. It sounds like a respect firing. Like, you're done know. as the coach, but we don't want people to know you got fired.
4: Well, it's also more of a, I think, with this offseason, it sounds like they're really in on Dan Quinn. And and I don't think the Seahawks are making this move unless they Dan think— Dan Quinn's going to come back? I do think possible. Dan— possible. He's stood every offseason the last three years— People have been sniffing around at Dan. Quinn. He has been one of the top head coaching candidates, league. and he's stayed in Seattle two different stints. Obviously, you know, twenty-eight-three. They brought it up on primetime several times when he was the Atlanta head coach. He's a good head coach, and and it sounds it, it's an offensive league, though. But it sounds uh, that doesn't matter. You're not wrong, but don't they're they're already set as far you just named all their weapons. DK Metcalf, I Kenneth. I love Walker. their
2: receiving core.
4: what what do they need? They they don't need anything. They need a quarterback. Help, exactly. Is Dan Quinn going to cultivate a quarterback? That, that's not really his job. But what Dan Quinn will do is keep up that defensive prowess that, yeah, I know Seattle's offense have been, has been good for the last decade, but their defense has been damn good as well the entire time Carroll's been there. And I do think John Schneider wants to keep that same mentality going in the Seahawks room.
1: Oh, uh, I was just going to say that uh, Dan Quinn, this would actually be his third stint with yeah. the Seahawks. Yeah, he he so, was with the Seahawks yeah, 09. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. I was You're listening to some of it clearly, but. Um, yeah, I mean, and I agree with some points that he makes. And also, like, NFL, it's about a leading of men. And that is, like, being able to control the egos in that locker room. Like, we want to talk about Nick Saban. Like, that was something he wasn't able to do in Miami. Yeah. And Dan Quinn has been doing it for a while now. And being a defensive head coach, like, you kind of have, like, you're red ass. Like, you're able to keep all those dudes in check and I think that does go a long way. Like, that physicality, that violence. I mean, like, look at Antonio Pierce, a defensive guy. Now, he's not the Raiders' head coach, but right. he is looking
2: like he is going to be but the in next five, Raiders' head weeks, coach. But in five, six weeks, people are pretty jazzed to be around him.
4: I see people fighting on the Seahawks roster for Dan Quinn like the Lions do for Dan Campbell. And it's just to the point now oh, we want our guy. We've kind of had our eye on this. Like, we think that this is going to be the time to make this. I mean, what are you going to do, leave him for a couple more seasons? You think Carroll's going to lead the Geno Smith-led Seahawks to a Super Bowl? That's no, just not going to it. happen. Uh, is the Seahawks job a good job?
1: Um, Yes. Yeah. I believe yeah. so. I think you got, like you said, you
2: got talent to work with. It's just. But, I mean, like, from an organizational standpoint, because let's, let's not forget, yeah. guys, we hate this Blazer job. And it's the same owner in the Seattle Seahawks. Now, I don't want to go down the whole Blazers. I know, road, but... I know. And John Schneider is proven, and there's a better track record. Nothing. No offense to Joe Cronin. I actually like Joe Cronin a lot as the Blazer GM. And Schneider has proven himself as the Seattle GM. And I can't
1: believe I'm going to defend a billionaire, but Jody has kind of shown over the last couple of years that she does she's, give an F. And she's, When it comes to the Seahawks, yeah. Well, the Blazers, too. I mean, like, she's done things where, like, we now have an international scouting department.
2: We have a G League team. Yeah, like- I, guess, I guess what I'm saying is, is like the negative stuff around Jody when it comes to the Blazers doesn't seem to really surface around the Seahawks. No. And maybe that's NFL versus NBA. I think the Seahawks— You know. It, I think the— Maybe Seattle- that's
1: just dollars.
4: Seattle job, I think that's
1: a great job to have. <laughs> I think so, too.
4: I agree, but I would say also it's because the Seattle Seahawks are better run as an organization yes. than the Portland Blazers In right. terms
2: of internally. And, Absolutely. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. John yeah. Schneider I top agree.
4: down. Not trying to insult Joe Cronin. But totally, because Joe... I like
2: Joe Cronin a lot, but I'm worried about the Vulcan dudes yeah. around yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. Vultures, the Vultures.
1: Yeah, Burt The Cold. Vulkers.
4: Yeah. The Vulcaners. Vulc, I see what you're trying Vulcaners. to do. It's a
1: stretch. And uh, shame on you! Been really bad. At, to jail. Been really bad at my dad jokes. There's today. a lot of bad franchises around there, like the Raiders. I bring up Antonio Pierce. Pass. Want to talk about a terrible organization? Carolina Pass. They might just be lucky by lucking into Chicago, Antonio Pierce. Pass. I mean, the Browns they lucked with Kevin Stefanski because
2: outside of him, pass. Lions
1: they lucked into Dan Campbell because outside granted, of that, pass. He, and, but luckily for them, like he was a retread coach. Yep, yep. You know, he uh, flamed out with the Dolphins during his little
2: uh, interim tenure. I'm with you. I I think the Seahawks job is a good job. I think it's a good job, But not just from a roster standpoint or a draft stocks. I I think you're right, and George Schultz. I I think you I think you put it well. I think Schneider down. I think the place has run well and having a guy like Carroll there for 13 years. I mean it's like whenever Tomlin leaves Pittsburgh someone's going to be very happy to get that job because you know unlike what Bama's going to look like in 2 years you know that if you go 8 and 8 two years in a row 8 and 9 9 and 8 excuse me because the extra game in Pittsburgh you're not getting fired. All right, uh, let's, uh, I I do want to slide in. Since we're football heavy, let's just stick with this. Playoff weekend is this weekend. Guys, I'm curious and think about this in the break and and you out there listening, 503-864-6326, the Vancouver Ford text line. What are you most looking forward to this weekend? Cause I got a little one and I haven't listened to enough of national narrative, so I'm not sure what everybody's saying. What are, what is there a game? Is there a player? Is there a matchup? What are you guys most looking forward to this weekend when it comes to the NFL playoffs? Plus we'll have fair or foul in about ten minutes. Uh this is the hot quarter. That's Joe Fisher. I'm Patrick Harris, Schultz on the ones and twos. Today the fan. Tune in is the audio platform with
0: something for everyone. T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90-plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required.
2: Card has no cash access and expires in six months.
3: After the end of a good fight, is the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris and Joe Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 the fan.
2: Alright, coming up in about 10 minutes, we'll have fair or foul football edition or basically dealer's choice. Schultzie will take over on that, so we'll do that in about 10 minutes. Um, but I did uh, ask you guys a question. Hope you had enough time to think about this on the break. And uh, out there to you as well, the Vancouver Ford text line 503 864 6326. What are you guys, NFL wild card weekend? Uh, what, what are you guys looking forward to the most? Uh, well, my my heart
1: tells me a Cowboys victory, but my mind tells me that ain't going to happen. Who you guys got? You got the Packers. Packers, Ooh, yeah. I love
2: I love the old school rivalry rivalry game.
1: Uh, I which, still think
4: Cowboys, but yeah. Uh
1: which kills me because who is it on uh NFL Network today? Uh Pete, Peter Schreger, I believe. Pete 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 I believe he goes by Pete. Uh of course, his opinion. What do we always say around like playoff time with young teams? They don't have experience. They haven't right. been to this moment. Oh, he was saying, "I love the Packers. They can play free, play loose." Oh, there, narr- there is that team. weird, like, there's that weird narrative. Oh, of
2: course, I'm like, of course of now. Course. Well, it's only because they're playing the Cowboys. There is that weird narrative that all of a sudden Jordan Love is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. He's played great. I've seen some moments where he's played great, but I've also, also seen him lose to Tommy Cutlets. But also so look at I don't who, know what to tell you.
1: And also look at who the Packers have played down the stretch of the year, uh, this season in. Yeah, I would hope he would look great against some of those. Yeah, teams. exactly. Bears, but still lost but Panthers. still lost to the
2: Giants on a primetime game. Yep. Uh, so Joe, uh, you're 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 looking at your Cowboys. I mean, it's obviously You're you're feeling the noise outside, so you're you're hyper focused on your Oh, boys.
1: As soon as that game went final uh final against the Commanders, I'm like, sweet, NFC East Champions. Oh S. Pick to
2: lose. <laughs> I'm
1: like Damn it. That's right. Now we're in the playoffs.
2: Uh, Schultz, what are you looking forward to? Uh, not just because they
1: are my favorite team, but I am excited. Oh, I don't know his favorite. NFL I don't this know this. Uh, Los Angeles Rams? Boom! That's oh, Joe yeah. Fisher. you do I, that? I felt like I heard this a week or so ago. Oh, he does
2: produce your other show.
4: Uh, I don't think it was even It was during, on Prime Time. Yeah, it was Fancy prime time. Joe over yeah. here. He's got
2: two shows. I only got one.
4: Well, yeah. Uh, two versus, I don't know, quantity versus quality, it's right? It's a lot of stress. You don't want this life, <laughs> okay? Well, a- and everybody always wonders why I'm a Rams fan. It's because they were in L.A. when my dad was a kid, then moved to St. Louis. Now they're back, so it makes sense, but apparently it still doesn't make sense, but I am really excited to see the Jared Goff v. Matt Stafford matchup. Um, I've never thought that Jared Goff should have stayed in L.A. I thought that after that crazy uh, Super Bowl, what, whatever, they scored three points the, the worst, Super One of the worst Bowl, Super Bowls uh, of all time, <laughs> yeah, thirteen to three. I re- I will never forget that score. And Jared Goff coming out in the last week saying, "Oh, I've got a chip on my shoulder that I'll never forget since the Rams traded me, bro." I would trade you if you scored three points and threw no touchdowns in a Super Bowl. Sorry, Jared. So it's funny. I do think the Rams are going to put up a good fight. I, I I love Matt Stafford. I don't know about the win, though, just because of those fighting Dan Campbells, but it's going to be probably, in my opinion, the best one of the
2: week. So I didn't know that Schultz was a Rams fan, but the thing I'm the most looking... The thing I am most looking forward to this weekend is that game as well, for the exact opposite reasons. Ah. I think the Lions are... In a trajectory so far above the Rams, now I would actually sit here and argue with you that Sean McVay, I might vote for him for coach of the year. Yep. If it wasn't for Dan Campbell, ah,
4: that's uh,
2: I I love this Detroit team. What I love about this Detroit team is I don't think they're great at anything, but I don't think they're bad at anything. And as much as I'm kind of with you, they're Schultz, great at not reporting properly. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Bing, ding, zing. How zing, about you ding. just play football? Zing, ding. Do you I know. got something over here, Corey? <laughs> Wrong <one. laughs> you <throw> Doesn't matter. <laughs> um, um, while I'm with Schultzy in the, I don't love the. I've had a chip on my shoulder ever since I was. here Of course, you have a chip on your shoulder, dude. They left you for dead, and you sucked. They traded you for somebody that was that is was better than you and won a Super Bowl in because you were crappy. So I don't I don't blame him, but I'm also with you. I don't I don't buy into that narrative BS that that NFL storyline Stephen A Smith garbage they want to shove down my throat. However, I am interested in Jared Goff. I'm interested to see how he plays because I think he is on the precipice of being a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Do I think he's going to be top 5 hell no. Is this a conversation is Joe Flacco elite? No, that's not what I mean. But I think Goff is has when he left L.A. and got to Detroit, that's a really, really S situation to be a part of. You're in a Super Bowl and your team just bailed on you. Didn't bail on the system. Didn't bail on the guys around you. They bailed on you. And I'm curious if he holds that together and plays well. Because this Rams team is not very good. And McVay has coached his ass off. But I'm, I'm, I'm just curious to see, does he fold under pressure? Does he make the throw? Do they get out to a big lead? Do they get behind early? Are they behind late? This, I think, will be the testament of Jared Goff's career. I really do. He's never, go- I don't think he's ever going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think he's ever going to be considered a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's ever going to be a guy that people are like, you know, my favorite quarterback in the NFL is Jared Goff. This could be his career. And I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up every second of the day to watch someone's career on the line.
1: Now I will take uh, I will give a tip of the cap to like Jared Goff because Peyton
2: against the Bears in that Super Bowl.
1: Your career's on the line, bud. When this trade was made, it was basically a foregone conclusion that like, oh well, there goes
2: Jared Goff and his
1: career. Give it Adios. two years and he'll be a backup. See like, you
2: later. Didn't happen. And I hated him. I watched him at Cal, and I was like, this guy's number one overall? You are out of your mind. Yeah, I, think I watched this guy. He is garbage. I think he's proved a lot of people
1: wrong, and I, I would say that when it comes to stories and narratives, this is the most intriguing matchup. Like, this was the trade a couple of years ago. The I mean, Rams it, made this move to win a Super Bowl to get Safford, and, and they it did it. They did,
2: yeah. and And then then did. A lot of people make that move and don't win it. And the Lions did
1: did this for whatever reason and it's worked out for them too. Like obviously draft capital, you get that. But you have built a great team. And by the way, how's Penne Sewell look? Number one graded offensive lineman according to Pro Football Focus. Remember when he was a rookie? I know, and everybody, everybody was, was like, worried uh, about. Well, his, locally,
2: like, it's like Penny went to the Lions. But so it
1: was—I remember trash. his preseason. Everybody was like, "Oh God, see that's He's why you should have—you should have taken come a wide receiver." And now he is one of, if not the best. I mean, he literally PFF had him as the number one graded offensive lineman this year. So I mean, the Lions. Believe it or not, they did some things right these last few years to put yeah. themselves in this position. Dan Campbell has obviously helped immensely with that locker room culture. I mean, hell, they were what, one and six last year, one and seven before they turned it around and yeah. started to have that upward trajectory, finish the season with the win against the Green Bay. So the fact that they're here, nobody would have thought this was going to be the uh, was gonna be the case. And now you have these guys, like it's all come full circle. And the Rams, like They've given themselves this false hope now. Yeah. Like, no, uh, you're lot, set up to fail. A lot of people thought that they were gonna be five wins, six wins, kind of middling, a young team, you know, going uh, for a draft pick. Starting the year. It was Can, uh Stafford isn't connecting with his young teammates.
4: Oh, I remember his wife had to come out and de- like defend that whole thing because phones were were keeping people from talking to yeah. Matt Stafford. Well, it looks
1: oh, like God. he connected pretty well with Puka Nakua this year. Um so this is the most intriguing matchup. I think you're right. Cowboys Packers, cl- two classic franchises. Mike McCarthy going up against his former team that he coached to a Super Bowl. Right. Um also a little side note on this though that isn't being talked about it. The Cowboys defensive backs coach. You know who that is? John uh, Gruden. Uh no. Um Bill Walsh. I'm very glad that
2: George no, no. Seifert.
1: Al Harris.
2: No way. Al Harris? My cuz? Yeah. Your cousin. We want yes. the ball and we're going to score Al Harris? It, that he was picked Matthew, Hasselbeck. I was going
1: to say, that was yeah, Hasselbeck. He picked, it, ha- yeah, but yeah. he picked Hasselbeck. But yeah, but Al Harris. Her- I mean, like, this my cousin. That's not being talked about, but. That big black dude with dreads, that's my cousin. Hell yeah. I'm sure that they are talking not about that in the Cowboys locker room. Like, you. you know, yeah, let's do this for Big Mike, but Al Harris has probably got a little fire in his belly and wants his guys to perform. Deron Bland, Donovan Lewis, or Donovan Wilson, Jordan Lewis, rather. Like, I think he wants to show out as well. I'm I'm really intrigued with that, those two games. On the AFC side, it is some clunkers, right? Steelers, Bills, but the one that will be intriguing is
2: Browns-Texans.
1: Well, of course. The, the Stroud Boys. Can the Stroud Boys insurrect their way through the Browns defense?
2: You'll be careful with that word, insurrect. Different words these days. Uh, they were just tourists,
1: right? Uh, the Browns' defense. You want to talk about a coach of the year? I give that to Stefanski ten times out of ten. You had Deshaun Watson. I which, like
2: D'Amico Ryan's too, though. Right? I know. Speak
1: speak for yourself with uh, Deshaun Watson. You know, dear God. But he had what? Dorian Thompson Robinson had Love to start DTR. a game. I'm already forgetting who the third starter was at one point. And then you had to pick up. Oh, man, Flacco. Then he picked him up off the Is scrap Flacco heap.
2: Elite coming up next for the next hour?
1: Um, I'm not sure, but. Uh, he better he than has, Vinny Testaverde. Dude, honestly, if the, Cowboys do, if the Cowboys don't win it all this year, give me the Browns, please. That <laughs> would be the hell of a story.
2: All right, let's get out of here. There's a great wild card week. And make sure to turn into Football Sunday on Sundays from 9 to 11, featuring Joe Fisher and Rashad Taylor. They'll break down all the wild card action for you if you need a little extra NFL love. You like that, Joe? I fit your show in. And there. if
1: the snow happens and we're not in studio, catch us on the 1080 The Fan Instagram page. We'll go live that morning. Boom. Love it. Love
2: it. All right. When we come back. Everybody's favorite, fair or foul, but first, Schultze with sports.
3: This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on the Odyssey app and 1080 The Fan.
2: All right, this is everybody's favorite segment, Fair or Foul. Without further ado, we turn it over to our fantastic producer, Schultz C. What you got for me, baby?
4: Appreciate you. I got three football questions. Ooh, we tonight. opened it up, and he took it. But he but took I, the bait. It would just be so weird to go, hey, little Shohei Otani, oh, my crappy Seattle Mariner, and I almost swore there. <laughs> I know,
2: I know. I di- I do feel bad next week. I do want to talk about this Robbie Ray trade. Yeah. I do want to. We might talk football next week and stuff, but at some point I do want to get into Robbie Ray, and what this means for the collective we and whatever. Lots
4: of angles to get to, lots of ways to examine it. We got to talk all of it. All right, though. Football this week. It's what's going on, and it's what's going on this weekend. bow! Yeah. So USA, Nick, USA. Nick McDonald's, McDonald's. I think. Dutch I'm Brothers, <laughs> Dutch Brothers. I'm stopping at McDonald's and Dutch Bros on the way home. You guys are making me have yes, to double stop. Did. No, <laughs> double just <did>. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so of course, if you've been living under a rock all day, uh, you have not heard that Nick Saban has stepped down. Retiring. I heard the boys in the morning didn't talk about Nick Saban
2: retiring. What a bunch of losers! I,
1: I think that the time—never to- no, it broke at like two
2: twenty.
4: <laughs> oh yeah, well they should know better. <laughs> they should foresee the future.
2: Danny and Dusty didn't lead with this. What a bunch of idiots! Danny,
4: you're thinking—you're right thinking they should have the inside connections. Yes, Alabama knew. Do like your job. Shut up and dribble. Work the phones, dirt. Uh, there's only so many hours in the day, guys. All right, so Nick Saban, done at Alabama. They are looking for his replacement. Their athletic director has said that they hope, and he told his players this according to a tweet, saying that he hopes to have this wrapped up in the next 72 hours. So we're probably going to know very soon who Nick Saban's replacement will be at Alabama. But I ask you guys, fair or foul, Nick Saban's replacement will lead the Crimson Tide to a natty in five seasons or less. Five years? Members? Um, expanded CFP? I don't know. I mean,
2: it's it's tough because we don't know who they're going to hire, but I see where you're going. I'm going to say foul.
1: I'm going to say that uh, trying to replicate the culture, the mentality of an Alabama program is damn near impossible in those first five years.
2: Foul. I'm going to say fair because I think they get Dan Lanning tomorrow. I, I th- And that's it. Um I know we can't that's cheating the fair or foul game, but if they don't get Dan Lanning, yeah. my answer is very wishy-washy. I don't know the answer. But I do think Alabama's gonna get Dan Lanning tomorrow, and if they do, I think he wins a Natty in five years. Within wow. within the span of five years. Oh man.
4: I like that answer. Shut up! Shut up! I hate hearing stuff about Dan Lanning leaving. I got I got I'm sensy about that. I got some issues, dude. Me too. God. Oh all right. You breaking I... stuff over there, bud?
2: Yeah, I like went USA, USA and my screen went
4: black. <laughs> oh, there we go. Oh, yeah, hey, That hey, go. Go. Hey. We're 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 yeah. just needs another smack. We're good to go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally bang the table a couple more times. It's like a TV so from 87. Said,
2: <laughs> Hot. Sorry, bad Rodney Dangerfield. Oh,
4: <laughs> I ain't getting no respect. Well, actually this has to do respect? Perfect. It's the exact Uh, what am I saying I'm so tired I've been on the air for five hours at this point the exact don't um, blame me bud move along uh, whatever (laughs) anyways Oregon has kind of been considered to be a nice program not necessarily one of the destination jobs though for head coaches in college football not really not really getting that respect from national pundits however Dan Lanning I would say in the last two years changed that with the level of recruiting, with the defensive prowess he brought to the team.
2: I love what he's done for the last two years.
4: Absolutely. So definitely shifting the narrative a little bit, but gosh, we're, we're at least in danger of losing another head coach. So I asked this question, guys. Fair or foul, Oregon will never be considered a destination job by the national media. Fair or foul?
2: I'll go first on this. I think the answer is foul. Um, I think... I think with NIL and the expanded and going to the big 10 and the swoosh and the swoosh, like, like this is, I, I think this is big. Cause what's interesting to me and, and I love Dan Laning. I think he's great. And I'm going to say this and, and everybody says, I mean, this in no disrespect. Hey, hey, no disrespect. Uh, but, uh, and it always usually comes across as disrespect. I think it was no respect, but I know, I know Joe shut up. You can't get no respect. Um, but I think there's a lot. I think Dan Lanning is very, very good at his job. But I also think there's guys like Dante Moore who become the backup and stabilize your quarterback program and your quarterback room. Dante Moore is at Oregon because he wants to go to Oregon. I don't think he's at Oregon because Dan Lanning's there.
1: Well, Dan Lanning. Dylan
2: Gabriel is at Oregon because he wants to be at Oregon. Dan Lanning, it's the other guys that Lanning got in. I don't know if Bo Nix is there because of Dan Lanning specifically. I think Bo Nix might be there because Oregon's a solid program and Lanning gave him a good pitch. You know, like Gardner Minshew at Wazoo. Here we go again. Gardner Minshew is about to be an assistant. Three segments. He's about to be an assistant at at Alabama for Nick Saban. But Mike Leach calls him and says, do you want to come to Wazoo? He's not going because it's Mike Leach. He's going because he's going to start. That's the surface. And I think that's what the brand of Oregon has. And Oregon will have that brand, but you got to be damn good to fill in everything else. And that's why I'm kind of sad to see Dan Lanning go to Alabama, which I do believe will happen. Because I'm very curious of what, if Dan Lanning stays at Oregon, I'm very curious. I think Oregon wins a natty in two years. Not next year, the year after, with Dante Moore at quarterback.
4: That's what I think.
2: If Lanning stays. Uh, I like that Dante Moore move way too much. Repeat the question, Jordan. Yeah, Sorry.
4: fair or foul, Oregon will never be considered a destination head coaching job by the national media. By the national media, that's
1: the one that gets me here because, I mean, there is the East Coast bias. I I do tend to agree with Patrick and uh, well, for all the reasons he said, but I'm going to say fair that until the Ducks – get back to the playoff, get to a national championship game, and or win it, please, God, please, God, that's when that narrative will change. Is that, I mean, because the last great program on the West Coast, it was USC. USC, and it's been 20 years. They won national championships. We came damn near close on the West Coast. Obviously, Oregon going to the game twice. Washington uh going to the game and getting absolutely
2: waxed. And I and I think without Woo! Lanning I think right. without Lanning, if, if they don't have Lanning next year, I still think Oregon has a great shot to make the playoff. Better than UW. Mm. I think better than Michigan. Better than Ohio State. I think I think Oregon has a real shot to win the Big Ten next year with or without Dan Lanning. I think that roster is that good.
4: They have a shot, but whoever can transfer if Dan Lanning does take the Alabama job. Like Dylan can't because he came to Oregon. I don't right. think he's – Dante Moore's out, but there are several skill players oh, I know. that would follow him right to Tuscaloosa. All right, guys, number three, this is my last fair or foul, and once again, football-related, the Green Bay Packers playing in the playoffs this weekend. That's right. You were just talking last segment about how they're going to But gonna they lost up. Aaron Rodgers. How is that possible? Taking on
2: Joe's suck-ass Cowboys.
4: Exactly. Well, that's kind of the subject of my question here, Joe. Aww. It's because of Jordan freaking Love. oh Jordan Love, he's awesome, guys. He's thrown for, I believe, over 4,100 passing yards, 32 touchdowns this season People are saying he is now a great top 10 quarterback in the NFL. I don't know about that. I love that there's 20 guys in the NFL that are top 10 quarterbacks. I I know. It just doesn't make sense. But it's like every week this list is different. But a lot of people, regardless of where you put them, are still high on Jordan Love. So you guys think fair or foul after leading the Packers to the playoffs at a 9-8 record this year, Jordan Love will lead the Packers to a Super Bowl at least once in his career. Fair or foul? Oh a Super Bowl? This is the Packers Boy. we're talking about, baby. Boy,
2: um, I am not a gambling man, but let me tell you what. I would bet a lot of money on the Cowboys to win this weekend. Okay. Um, There have been moments where I like Jordan Love. There have been a lot of moments where I don't like Jordan Love. I can say the same for like 75 quarterbacks I've seen in my life and about five of them have made Super Bowls. Um, I don't know if Jordan Love is the guy. And I think Jordan Love gets a really bad shtick because he's not Rodgers or Favre. Like, that's tough. If he was just the dude in Detroit, if he's just the dude in Tampa, things might be different. There are things I like about Jordan Love, but I just watched him stand up there at the podium the other day now, I'm fat, so it's not muscles, but my arms are bigger than his, okay? And he's wearing a beanie that looks like Eli Manning with a safety helmet on. I like Jordan Love. A Super Bowl? The way the Packers organization is run, free agents, draft, how all that stuff works internally, you gotta be real special to take the Packers to the Super Bowl. And the only real special guys or Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and Bart Starr. And I'm not willing to put Jordan Love. It's not fair to compare him to those greats. But I got money on Trevor Lawrence over him. I got money on Justin Herbert over him. Hell, I got money on C.J. Stroud over him. I think Jordan Love is a nicer version of Baker Mayfield. He can win you a lot of games. I don't know if you're going to the Super Bowl. I'll say foul. I think there is. By the way, bet the Cowboys hard in this game. I
1: I already hate you saying that. I hate anybody taking the Cowboys in this game. It just gives me false hope. Uh, I say foul. I think that there's currently uh, too many quarterbacks better than him in the NFL, and we're gonna keep seeing quarterbacks enter the league mm-hmm. year after year. I mean, hell, we're about to get like five to seven, maybe in the first round. Jordan seems, Love's right? got
2: three years left on him.
0: Yeah. If he I, doesn't,
2: if he doesn't do something in three years, they'll move on. Been a great
1: year. Been a very strong finish for him. Uh, I mean, he's definitely going to be the quarterback of that team for a while. But as you can see, there's a lot of parity in the NFL. It's hard to. It's hard. Hell, it's hard to win one Super Bowl. Uh, it's hard to even get to one, yeah. Joe and Burrow. as long as there's a, a guy named Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Camaro went to a Super Bowl in his
2: second season and never win again.
1: There's a lot of good quarterbacks in this league, and uh, yeah, I mean the cycle's going to continue. I, I just, I, I, don't see it happening at, right at this moment.
4: Uh, guys, of, as, of, as of the last hour, this sucks. Uh, KVAL News and Eugene, this is an, a news anchor. Brandon Camerman. I just listened to the audio, said on their news program, this is KVAL 13 out of Eugene. I am not making this up. Previously worked in Alabama and says that he has sources that confirm landing is in Tuscaloosa. This was Boop. an hour ago, and this is literally, I, am, I just watched the clip from KVAL 13 Eugene.
2: All right, that is Farrah foul. We do it every single Wednesday at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. Do you believe in charter flights? Anything is possible. 1080
3: The Fan. It's always baseball season. This is The Hot Corner with Harrison Fisher on 1080 The Fan.
2: All right, buckle up, my friends. We now have local news reporters in Eugene reporting that Dan Lanning is in Tuscaloosa. Um, Joe, you were just listening to uh, a quip there from uh, Josh Pater. Yes, uh, jo- Josh Pate. Yeah, Pate, sorry. I always get his name wrong, so I apologize to him because I know he's a giant P1 of this show. Um that guy is plugged in, and I love what he says. He says that he, you all think Alabama's on first base in this, and they're rounding like, third. Yeah, it, he
1: says there ain't much of. A, Saban's given them
2: a heads up.
1: We'll see what happens. the The classic sports radio line. We'll
2: see. Yeah, but... I think. I think you know to 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 Schultz's point when he asked in fair or foul about this: Will Oregon ever be considered a high profile job? I, and not a stepping stone. I think there's a. If I'm being honest, I think there's a lot of bad luck in this. Okay, I think Chip leaving to the NFL was a bad choice by him, and just bad luck on Oregon. But you eventually lose coaches, all right. If he wins a Natty, who th- who knows? Things might be different. Mark Helfrich was not was not the right hire. Okay, and he kind of stagnated, and then he, then he was gone. But he kind of kept the Chip thing alive. Willie Taggart was a snake. A giant snake in the grass, and I don't blame Oregon for getting bit by Willie Taggart. Mario Cristobal, also a snake. I thought that was a really great hire for them, kind of an under the radar hire. Less of a
1: snake than Willie.
2: I, I, but the way he exited was also a snake, like it, Willie. It was rough. Dan Lanning was a home run hire for them, and I think Dan Lanning is at Alabama, is at Oregon for the next three to five years. If the Bama job doesn't open, I don't think Oregon's a bad job. I think in this instance, it is just as I'll say when I did when I was in middle school. Man, this is a hell of bad luck. So
1: apparently, some dude named Marco that went to Middle Tennessee State is uh, the one that tweeted out about landing the Middle Tennessee
2: State, dude. Yeah. One of my best friend is my best friend is his dad, Danny. Danny Stude, shout-out to you. He went to Middle Tennessee State. I
1: f with Middle, Middle Tennessee State. They wa- I was pick
2: them in my bowl pick them
1: They waxed Miami last year in that nice. regular season Miami, game. Miami, Ohio. Um, no, just Miami. Florida? Miami. Nice! Yeah, last year, I remember that. was Middle even, Tennessee. It wasn't even close. Middle Tennessee ran that game. So he was the one throwing out that delayed team meetings tomorrow by two hours. And I'm just going to throw this out here that uh, Treshawn Holden, who is going back to the Oregon Ducks as a wide receiver, retweeted that and said, y'all believe anything with four laughing emojis. Listen, we have just seen over the last week a flock of Ducks returning (laughs) to Oregon. Jordan Birch said he's coming back. Tez Johnson, Sean Holden, Jeffrey Bossa. A lot of guys are coming back to this team. If this has been... Under wraps and being talked about over the last week, ten days, Alabama, Nick Saban leaving and Lanning going to take the coach. Are these guys
2: coming back? No. What What, what I'm saying, Joe, is 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 when you're talking about we were talking about, we all think Alabama's on first base and they're actually rounding third. I don't think Lanning has been in talks with Alabama at all. I think I think the second this story broke. Alabama had already known he was going to leave and already knew their candidate was Dan Lanning. So once the story broke and Dan Lanning gets a little buzz on his phone that Saban's retiring, then Alabama pounces. It says, yo, you're our guy. Fly out here now. Honestly, I say uh, I'm just holding out hope. This could just be
1: my uh, subconscious bias. I'm, I'm saying look at Norvell. Look how that season ended at Florida State. He lost that locker room. He lost the that team. And trying to rebuild off of what just happened there, he could recruit. He could bring in transfers. Something that Saban didn't really have to do and be that new modern day coach. I think Buy Norvell is is a small. great choice. I, I'm saying, look at Mike Norvell, Florida State, Florida recruiting grounds, the Southern Belt. I mean, I think Mark Mike Norvell would be a great hired Alabama.
2: They're going to hire Dan Lanning. Oh, God I pray you're wrong I just can't Sorry, I
1: can't go through the, with this a third time you know it could be worse half decade. you know it could
2: be worse you could sign an agreement to pay Mountain West teams 10 million dollars to play you every year all right that'll do it for us uh good luck to all you duck fans out there and uh we'll see how this plays out tomorrow I expect Alabama to make a decision. Uh, we'll know in 24 hours who the head coach at Alabama is, whether it's Dan Lanning or not. Dan, so, s-
1: just break the trend of being a big ass liar, like all college football. So
2: stay tuned, do. as as everybody on this station will cover it wall to wall, home of the Ducks, ten of the fan. For Joe Fisher, Jordan Schultz, I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something. I would do. Tune in is the audio platform with something
0: for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Doncic. The Step Back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes,
4: and even podcasts. Whatever you
1: love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's over
0: here. After investing billions to light up our network, T Mobile is America's largest 5G network.